I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day and your host each and every week. I bring in guests such as entrepreneurs, athletes, competitors, individuals that have chosen to be a competitor each and every day. We dissect their mindsets. We learn about their daily habits and what things that they implement on a day-to-day basis in order to allow them to choose to be a competitor and continue achieving success by being better than they were yesterday. Today's guest is Nate Smith, a pitcher in the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim Major League Baseball system. Nate and I have gotten to know each other the last few years after connecting with his agent and baseball family, and I love Nate's story. Here a chance to talk to a guy that's been working for years to get to that major league level and is right on the cusp. How does he handle the day-to-day grind of baseball in in a 162-game regular season, plus postseason, plus spring training? How is he able to rebound each and every week from a bad outing or perhaps a bad inning? Find out from Nate himself the steps he uses, what he implements, and what his midnight rule is. Most importantly, take notes because these are things that you can start implementing today to be a better competitor in your own life. Without further ado, let me welcome to the show, Nate Smith. Nate, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Dude, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, no, we've talked about doing this for a while. I'm glad you had some time this evening. We can finally get connected here in the offseason. Before we dive into Q&A, I'd love for you to just share a little bit with everyone who you are, where you're from, what you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm Nate Smith uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, as of right now, I play baseball professionally. I'm with the Los Angeles Angels, and I love every minute of it. Um, past year or so, I've been in AAA, so kind of knocking on the border, you know, hopefully, of making you know the childhood dream come true of being a professional baseball player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just one, one of you guys, you know, I'm a competitor every day, just grinding, you know, working towards my goal. Dude, I love it. And so we, man, how did we first get connected? It was before Jonathan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, our agent, he, uh, it was funny. So I think one of the other guys in the agency reached out and told him about you. And I remember earlier that year, I'd stumbled across Compete Every Day on Twitter and I, you know, followed you and loved it. And then Jonathan was like, hey, man, you know, do you know this guy or do you know Compete Every Day, Jake Thompson? I'm like, yeah, man, I follow him. Like, do you know him? And then, Obviously, one thing led to another, and we got hooked up, and I'm glad we did. Yeah, man. It's been a lot of fun getting to watch your journey, and obviously, you've played in a number of places, and I've had the chance to see you play a few different games, obviously, working your way through the system up into the show, and so how many years now have you been playing, obviously, high school, you played some college ball, right? And so how long have you been now in the Angels system? Right. I've been in the Angels for five years now was drafted in 2013 out of college went to Furman university small school in greenville south carolina but five glorious years man i've loved every second of it it's been a blessing i mean i mean shoot my job's playing baseball i've been doing it since i was three years old i mean 
I still feel like a kid every day. I don't, you know, stress-free, you know, minus the actual stress of the game. But, you know, life's, life's awesome playing baseball. I can't complain. And so, obviously, right now we are in the middle of off season. You're getting at least ready for the next season. And you spend your, what, spring training? You report out to Arizona, and then you get to spend a lot of time out there preparing for the season and, and figuring out where you're going to be, right? Is that, So, for people yeah. that aren't as familiar with baseball, they hear spring training. They know the season is incredibly long. Kind of how does that look for the guy that's trying to get to the show? Well, it's <laughs> – so spring training, obviously, it was it's intended to be the preseason. You know, it's the warm up. It's for when you got your veteran guys. They come out there and they're just kind of you know knocking off the cobwebs. You know, just trying to get ready for the season. But for a guy like me, who's you know borderline trying to make a big league club, or if you don't make a big club, you end up going to AAA and then playing the season trying to get to the big leagues. Spring training is more of like a, a full on tryout. You know, every every practice, every side session every you know time in the you're in the cage i mean it's almost you know you got to make sure your a game's on when you know obviously these veterans are kind of rolling through and you know they're just getting ready for the season but it's it's high high energy high stress but uh it's fun i mean you go to the the, there's about we'll have games with you know anywhere from five to ten thousand people even in spring training so you're kind of getting you're getting used to that energy at the ballpark again you're getting used to just the day in day out grind of, you know, the getting your rehab done, getting your weight training done, and then going to the field and playing a game. Um, but yeah, it's just it's hectic, man. Because once you once you start, once that first first pitch and spring spring training starts, it's uh it's game on for about six seven months. And it's just nonstop. Yeah, so let's talk about that because obviously baseball is a long sport. Uh, you know, you've got 162 plus games you're playing just regular season. And then you've obviously got spring training games you're throwing, you're hitting in the off season. It's really, you know, they laugh about NFL, NBA being year round sports, but I mean, baseball, the off season's very limited, especially for those teams that play late, late into October. So how do you stay focused throughout that whole process because it's got to be incredibly easy especially during some of the dog days of summer to to have that focus and that mentality slip a little bit yeah for me i think the biggest thing is having a goal having and setting some goals you know it can it can be different too like if you're in the off season like we are right now you have a, a goal to get ready for spring training but once the season starts you know you have your goals whether it's to win a world series or to you know have a certain stat or to win a certain award, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that you got to have to keep you focused in the long run, that, that plays big over a long season. But within that, you, I feel like we also got to have short-term goals. So you got to have one, you know, one or two overreaching long-term goals. We got to have a short-term goal of, okay, you know, for my next start, uh, I want to make sure, you know, for me, I always try to make sure I prepare as best I can. So I, I take, you know, my workouts seriously, what my diet, my sleep, um, everything, you know, and trying to check off my list of, of goals and vision that I have planned for the season. Cause those, you know, if you can check off the small goals, obviously that's going to help you steamroll into hopefully achieving the big goal that you have planned. So for me, I think just having those goals and then staying focused on them. And, and so I, I love that because too often we set this massive big goal 
And we forget about the checkpoints along the way and, and the small wins, the small steps you have you have to do to get there. I mean, for any pitcher that wants to win a Cy Young, it obviously starts with game one and inning one and, and pitch one and, and having that breakdown along the way. And so when you're setting out these goals, is this something you do with your coach, with your agent? How do you go about kind of crafting? Obviously, let's talk about 2018. How are you approaching going into that 2018 season and what goals you're setting from somewhat realistic standpoint, but somewhat getting yourself outside of your comfort zone so you've got to grow into those goals? Right, right. I'm all about that. I'm, I always try and set one, I mean, just huge goal. I mean, that I, that I think is even out there. So, I mean, I'm sure other people would think it's far out there, but I like to set a goal that's just way off in the stratosphere and aim for that. Um, but then also, I mean, I'll set some more realistic goals as well. And what I do is, this is just me. I always write them down and try and have them somewhere where I can see them every day. And now, obviously, as us baseball players, you know, half the time we're on the road, in the hotels, on buses, planes, you name it. So I, you know, I can't really tape it to like a, a bathroom window or something. But I always just keep it. I have a little notebook I keep with me. You know, I take it with me everywhere I go, and I'll have it on the front page of the notebook just so it's I can look at it every day, whether I'm sitting in my locker, sitting in the hotel, sitting in my apartment. I mean, you name it. Um, just kind of keep me focused because, you know, the season gets long. It has its ups and downs. You know, I'll have, uh, you know, maybe a couple good string, string together, a couple good starts, or maybe I'll have a couple, you know, bad starts in a row. Um, and that's just part of it. But if I, I know if I have those goals that I can constantly see and help me kind of visualize it and even maybe say it out loud to myself or talk about it, you know, to people like Jonathan, who's, you know, my agent or mutual friend or talk about with my, my parents or close friends. Um, as long as it's kind of getting, you know, constant feedback of just from family and friends and just constantly having it like tinker in my mind. And when I think about it, I think that's, that's what keeps me focused over a long season. And, uh, as you said, I can kind of shoot towards those really big goals and hopefully one day achieve them. I like that, man. And you're an individual that, as I've gotten to know, you you surround yourself with good people. And, and it's not from a yes, man. You're not surrounded by guys that are totally just blowing smoke at you to always impress you. You, you. you surround yourself with people that challenge you. Has that been something, obviously, I've seen it since I've known you. Is that something you've done most of your life or as you've started getting older and going down this more professional path, you've been very intentional about those relationships? Uh, actually, I, I mean, I'll admit it's, it's something I had to develop. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't always like that. Um, I mean, I'll be, I'll admit I was one of those guys who, you know, at times would be more, more worried about what my peers thought and you know, how, what I thought my peers perceived of me. Um, but then I, you know, there's obviously that saying that you're like the most, you, you are the, like the most five people you surround yourself with. Um, and once I kind of started to really take hold in that and kind of really comprehend what that, what that means and what that looks like, um, you know, I, then I really took pride in who I surround myself with. And that's not to say that, you know, I was just kind of threw other people to the wayside and didn't care about them. I still care about, you know, teammates and friends who, you know, I, I love to be around, but I have a core group of friends and obviously you know, parents and Jonathan, my, our agent, who I know I can lean on through tough times. And I know who I can ask tough questions to, and that, 
I will want them to ask tough questions to me to help me grow and develop, not just on the field, but off the field. But uh, in this case, you know, they're the ones who, you know, if I have a bad outing, they're not like, oh, man, you'll get it next time. They're like, come on, man, what are you doing? Like, what just happened? You know, why, why, why aren't you, you know, striking everybody out or whatnot? Um, but I think that is what also kind of helps keep you sane during a season when there is a lot of ups and downs. And when you have, you know, when you have people supporting you and you have people challenging you, I mean, it gives you even more of a purpose to achieve your goals and really try and see that, that main goal to fruition. I love that. And, and the importance can't be understated in, in obviously who you surround yourself with and, and the impact they can obviously make on your life. Uh, and so let me ask you about how those people come into play with, we've talked about your big goals. You set these huge goals for the season and how you take them a little bit at a time. You have small goals on the way, but baseball is a game of ups and downs. You know, you're not batting a thousand and, and you're not striking out every batter that comes up to the plate. How are you from a mental standpoint, what steps do you take? What do you implement kind of daily in your personal life to help you rebound from that bad pitch, from that bad inning or that bad outing so that it doesn't trip you up either the next pitch, the next inning or the next time you go out? Because, I mean, you obviously, if you're constantly thinking about what I did wrong in a negative fashion, it can stick with you for a season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's... That's a great question because that's what I've seen. I think that's probably one of the biggest separators is how you handle the failure in baseball. Because baseball, I mean, you're going to have failure more often than you're going to have success. And that's just part of the game. Um, and how you deal with that failure is more important than the failure in my mind. Um, I mean, more as a pitcher, what I've done personally, just uh, say I had a bad game. You know, say... I went out there and just, you know, it was home runs left and right. And I was out, you know, one to two innings in the game. Cause that's happened before it's happened. <laughs> it's ha- happened plenty of times. Happens to, to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. What, what I do is i gave myself instead of like a 24 hour rule that, you know, you hear people implying, you know, for football, I gave myself a midnight rule because most, most baseball games start about seven Oh five. That's about usual first pitch. So if I had a terrible game, I would let out my anger. I would let out my frustration. You know, cause you got to get that out because it's going to be there. I mean, we're all competitors. We're, we want to win. So I would get out all that frustration, get out all the emotion. But once midnight hit, it was done. It was gone. I, I've, I've mentally, emotionally just let it go. And I've started – and once 12.01 hits, I'm already thinking about my next start. I'm thinking about, okay, you know, what went wrong in my last start? I kind of embrace what went wrong and I try and learn from it. And I think, all right, how am I going to now imply what I just learned, what went wrong in my last start to get ready for my next start, which is usually in five days. So that way it helps me focus, you know, that way you can, you know, you got to get out that emotion because it's always going to be there, but it helps me focus and kind of keep my vision in mind, but also helps me, you know, prepare and just kind of keep a a calm focus during the week as I'm preparing for my start. Because with all these failures that baseball players have, if you let your emotions kind of do like the emotional roller coaster, 
that's just not healthy over a season or over a career. So you got to stay even keel over a long season. And for me doing, you know, having that kind of pinpoint of a, a time, a day, whatever, where I'm like, all right, as soon as this hits, I can now flip the switch and I know I'm going to be ready for my next start. I always feel more prepared and more ready to go. And usually it helps me bounce back. And I, that way I don't put together, you know, back to back or multiple, what I would call bad starts. That's awesome. And on that note, what was that experience like either a, the turning point where you started implementing this midnight rule and then those first few bad experiences when you were trying to implement it, do you remember what that was like of how you were able to keep redirecting thoughts back to the day is behind me? It's a, it's a new start. Yeah. Well, I think it just, before I implemented it, it almost was if I let my emotions get the best of me and I couldn't rationally think about what I was doing during the week leading up to my next start. And when my mind, obviously, if I kept replaying all these bad memories from my previous start, then obviously I kind of let into that would lead into my next start. All these bad memories, and I would see the same things happen over and over, whether it was a bad pitch or bad pitch selection, or I just made, you know, some stupid error in the field. So being able to do that kind of helped me reinforce, you know, some positive, some positive visualizations leading up to my next start when I was able to kind of flush out those bad, you know, the, the bad emotions and the bad memories that I just had. I like that. And I think that's something, you know, because everyone's going to be like, oh, that's great. He's got it implemented that he's done it before, but how are we able to, you know, how, what if it's my first time, you know, and, and people lose that, I almost think they lose that spark or the motivation because it's very difficult from the start. I mean, anything is that, that day one mentality is incredibly hard to implement. Uh, yeah. And so with you, we're still aiming at that consistent, let's get up, let's spend time in the, at Anaheim, let's spend time with that top level. You're obviously continuing to grind for it. It is a goal. You want to be at the major league level. You want to be starting. There's seasons that you thought it might happen and didn't quite work out that way. You've got friends that you've seen go up and down and back and forth, guys you play with, other guys that Jonathan and them represent. What from you, I guess, is the biggest motivation to to deal with the day-to-day monotony, the day-to-day grind when it's just not working out the way you perhaps thought it would or as quickly as you thought it would? Yeah. Um, I think it's just belief. Belief in yourself. You know, if, if you believe, obviously, if you, you know, if you believe you, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Um, but I've always believed deep down at my core that I always knew I was good enough to play professional baseball and play at the MLB level. Um, obviously there's been times where I've struggled and times where it hasn't gone that way, but just knowing that deep down in my core that I can do it, um, riding those, the ups and downs of the season, riding the long off seasons, waiting for the season to come again. Um, just kind of holding on to that belief is what, you know, helps me figure out what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Okay, let's say 15 years from now, we're looking back and we're talking about Nate. As a player, 
and as a person, what do you want people to remember most about your baseball career? I would hope people would say that he took pride in his work. He cared about the other, other teammates around him more than he cared about himself. And that he always just tried to tried to better himself and better the people around him. Um, you know, for me, I don't hold any value as far as my, you know, I don't want people to relate me to my stats or to how good I am. I want people to know Nate Smith as, uh, you know, he was a great dude and he did this for me. Or man, I remember when Nate, you know, took us out and did this or, you know, when he came to my aid when I needed him. I want to be known as a person who was unselfish and cared about those around him more than I do Nate Smith, the baseball player. I dig it, man. All right, if people want to start following your journey, if they want to get connected, they're like, man, I love what this guy has to say. I want to start following him so that I can start watching him when he gets on Fox Sports and ESPN and he's pitching for the Angels. How can they start following you online? Where are you active? What's a good way yeah. for them to connect? Yeah, well, I'm not a, I'm not big on social media, but uh, that's I would say that's where you have to follow me at. Uh, <laughs> my 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 Instagram and Twitter is Smithsonian15. Um, I need to start getting more active on it. That's what my friends are telling me. Dude, but, uh, you need to get more active on it. I know. I I know. I don't know why I'm so against it. It's just I. I don't know if I just don't think about it enough during the day or or I don't think my life's as, you know, entertaining enough as some other people, but I'll I mean, I'll start. Hopefully, hopefully one day I'll I'll be as good as it be good on social media as you are. Dude, no, I, I am gonna hammer you to stay active on there because I tell you this, and people listening will a thousand percent agree with me. You are a professional athlete. You have things that you get to do on a day to day basis. You get to play the game you love. You you're in the locker rooms, you're talking to guys, you're getting to do things that everybody always wants to know what that's like. They want to see, be able to see that inside of what it's like. And to you, it's, it's normal. It's everyday life. But to others, it's pretty cool. And and you've got a great story and a great attitude and, and personality. And obviously, you know, the guys that Jonathan represents all represent that incredibly well, which is why, you know, we've had such a great relationship with the agency and just individually being friends with all you guys. And so I'm going to highly, highly press you to start posting more so people can learn more about who you are. And then when you're, when you're dealing on a daily basis, I'll even come to a Rangers game to watch you pitch against my hometown team and not wear Rangers gear. You know how big a deal that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be pitching for a. I'll be yelling for a perfect game. I'm no pressure or anything. Just saying. All right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That, like because because that, that happens all the time. A hundred. So you know. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got to send me some pointers. Send me some pointers on social media, and you know, I'll I'll try and work at it just like I do baseball. Dude, I love it. All right, man. Okay, final final question. What is a goal that you're competing for in 2018? What is one of your goals that you've set out professionally that you want to make happen this year? Oof. Man. Honestly, just make my debut. I mean, it's just keep I just keep it simple. Make my make my debut. All right. Simple as that. Dude, and I will be there when you do. I told Jonathan, you let me know. I'm coming out for the game. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Nate, I appreciate you being on tonight, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me here and 
I love what you do. I love following you, so keep it up. That's it for another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. I I appreciate you as a listener. I appreciate each member of the Compete community, and I'm glad that you tuned in this week, and hopefully you found some value in what we shared and who we brought on and just all the types of content we're out sharing. So if you got feedback, like I said, shoot us a note directly to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Connect with us on social media. Say hi. Tell us you found the podcast. We love connecting with new members of the community. We want to welcome you. Uh, We want to find ways to connect you and equip you with ways that you can be better than yesterday. Have a great week.